Welcome, After Buzzers. You are watching the after show for American Crime Story, The Johnny Versace Story, Episode 2, Manhunt. Stay tuned for more. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's up, After Buzzers? Hey. We are back. Episode 2. Um, exciting, exciting episode. And what great music, right? We're jamming, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were jamming the entire episode, right? It really was. <laughs> I'm Shaka Smith. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. That music is really good. Jeffrey, can we pull that up a little louder? Just to... Yeah. Oh, my God. Right in the soul. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, I'm Ronnie Jr. <laughs> my social media is at RandomlyRJ. Hey, Afterbuzzers, I'm Russell Ray. You can find me all across the internet at Russell Ray Silva. Hey, Afterbuzzers, you can find me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet. That is Bonjour, which is hello in French, and Juliet, my name. <laughs> wow, well, um, I guess the episode started off not as a happy note, but um, the music was incredible. But I guess we started off, uh, I guess, with this diagnosis um, for Johnny about HIV. Yes. And, what did you guys think of that opening scene? I love that story he told about his older sister, which you right. know I had no idea about. Well, I think it told us a lot of things. First off, we actually talked about it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. You said that they, may, they might they might not allude to it, that he has HIV, but it was kind of like a family secret. We don't really know. So right off the bat in this episode, you're like, oh, okay, so they're, they're fully going with this storyline. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was also really cool how, I believe it was March of 1994, and mm-hmm. obviously when we as people think about this subject matter today, even in 2018, we've got so much more knowledge, and right. we sort of forget, um, you know, how people felt back then, the fears, and, you know, um, just the way the government <laughs> really wasn't taking care of uh, yeah. this this tragic disease. So I thought, uh, loving the opening scene, because I really felt... Um, that it took you to that place. Like, yeah. you were able to visually see Edgar Ramirez's amazing performance right. of feeling how Gianni Versace would feel. Um, but definitely information I didn't know for sure. I know we alluded to, like, last week, but mm-hmm. um, I thought it was done really well. Yeah, they brought out, I guess, the the present moment of HIV at that time was that it was something that was like, you don't have much longer to live. Like, you felt like you didn't, we weren't on the cutting edge of technology quite then. Right. So yes. I thought they, they played that um, pretty well. And I, I, sorry, go, go for it. Oh, I went back to the moment. I don't know if you guys remember this, but back when Oprah Winfrey did a show on this, and there was a man, and this is before anybody knew how HIV spread, oh. and it really took me back to that mindset. He had jumped into a community pool because after they had diagnosed him, he wanted to die. And oh. everyone in that community just went off on this man because everyone thought that they were going to get HIV. Well, mm-hmm. Push come to shove, no one got it. Yeah. So years down the line, you know, obviously the the or not obviously, but unfortunately the disease took over his body, and these people were coming back on the upper show later when she did like a revamped version of it, you know, twenty years later, and they're apologizing to his sisters, like you know, we're sorry, we had no idea how this disease was, and like mm-hmm. we were just scared at the time. And if you really go back and think about that moment. You have to imagine how Versace must have felt in order to get that diagnosis. And, and yeah. while things were sensationalized, uh, you know, because anything like <laughs> what had happened, you know, would be a big Oprah story. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think about, um, oh gosh, I just think about so much. It just, it was just done so well that I, yeah. I, I really, 
don't want us to think of it as a 2018, the knowledge we have, I want us to look back as, yeah. holy shit, you know, you didn't know how you were going to react at that time. Right. I mean, Magic Johnson yeah. barely announced his status, what, a year prior or something yeah. like that? Like, it was still a and lot of craziness. That, yeah. And they, I mean, sensationalized, as I was just saying, they said years pre- before, in the early 80s, they were calling it gay cancer. So, like, there's yeah. just so much that people hadn't resolved with, and clearly uh, we're seeing that Gianni Versace also had that same right. uh, fear. And to look at his sister was really, like, touching. It shows that his family is still like a really big pivotal part of his life it is and it also Mm -hmm. shows his outlook on life right because he was saying when i you know when i saw her dead with all the roses i figured if you get sick there's a way to recover which is most people would would become completely cynical rightfully so and so i thought that was very intriguing you're like oh that's that's who he is well no i think that's when it it destroyed his idea oh so then i didn't understand never mind (laughs) no i think that's when it destroyed his idea but it was a beautiful moment that you know because as a child you don't even embrace the concept of death until it is staring at you. Right. Yeah, and I think it was a good touch point for the episode because, like, when we watched last episode, episode one, we felt like we were getting so much information and mm-hmm. it just kind of, like, smacked, at least me as a viewer, in the face with, like, okay, let's get into episode two. So it, it, it was done well. And, yeah, speaking of that, I thought this really showed you Donatella and Antonio's relationship because mm-hmm. I had wondered, she was a little harsh to him in the when, you know, Johnny's di- Johnny died. But now you see where that, that harshness came from. Right. She accused... She accused him of giving HIV to... Johnny, I, and she did do that uh, essentially. She? But I, I, I was almost I was with her on it. Wait, was, why were you with her though? Because for me, what she was saying was that Johnny only wanted to be with Antonio. He didn't want to be with anybody else. He was only indulging Antonio's whims. But that's her perspective. But and yeah. and Antonio if, did say he's not an angel. Also, yeah, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I think I believed her perspective based on what was playing out on screen because it felt right. like he was not wanting to be a part of like based on what I saw on screen. Mm-hmm. It felt like Antonio was wanting to do that and Johnny wasn't, but he was willing to indulge it. It felt like true brother sister interaction, like that struggle, like right. you know, yeah. um, because she has to make resolve too that like you know it's not he you can't blame anybody for the the lifestyle that your brother is in and by the way you can't even blame Gianni and Antonio for being in that situation this again is 1994 people are not getting married legally you know yeah. so these I remember watching uh, an HBO doc but it was also a play before the normal heart and it was right when they were discovering AIDS and they were talking there was all these men uh, with the uh, gay men's uh, health crisis and they were talking about like oh my gosh you know why aren't you guys cooling it mm-hmm. there's a sexual liberation that comes from wanting to be free. So when this gay cancer comes, you can't expect guys to just chill. I'm just trying to give you guys what I feel is the mindset as to why it's... I'm not saying it's bullshit for Donatella to say, hey, cool it, but it's like that's not in your world, so you don't really know what these two men were going for. Was that a lot? Well, but don't you feel... okay? If there's a couple, say it's a guy and a girl, and the guy's uh-huh. like, I'm into threesomes, and he wants the girl to be with other girls, and she catches something as a result of doing so, mm-hmm. wouldn't that guy, wouldn't her brother or sister say, hey, you did this because you opened it up in this world? Just watch the H- HBO thing, Normal Heart's a really great Normal movie. Uh, yeah. Julia, Julia Roberts is the doctor in it. And it, even me, like as a judgmental yeah. person, even me, I was like, God, if I was in that moment, if I was that young, you know, my 20 year old gay man, like I'd feel like I'd want to cool it. But you've got to see where these people are coming from. This is a time where, like, you know, acceptance was just happening. So, and marriage isn't anything I like Donatella. But no, but Donatella did say, "Oh, why can't you get married? Whatever, have a family." It's like, could they? Could they actually? One well, quick well, fun fact, real quick: Normal Heart was directed by Ryan Murphy. So oh, I've watched sure. the, I've oh, watched yeah. the Normal Heart, which was an originally a play. I've watched it like sixteen times. It's a fantastic. Uh, production yeah jim parsons is in it matt bomber's in it yeah. highly recommend it if anyone wants to like further this subject matter because it opened up my mind on so many levels too but mm-hmm. 
I didn't mean to be like rude about it, but I just want that viewpoint. But, but couldn't it be the same? Like, w- w- like, would it matter? Is what I'm saying. Like, w- like people. I-, I know couples that have open relationships, gay and straight. So, like, regardless, wouldn't you feel as a sibling of someone that didn't was reluctant to do it, but they just love the partner to do it? Wouldn't you say, hey, well. It makes sense she's upset. She thinks he's being influenced. Yeah, I mean... If you say it that way, that's fair. That's all. Based on what I saw on screen, it seemed that Johnny didn't want to do it. That that was a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. But you have to... You have to think about it. If you're you're the power player in this relationship, Mm. you're pretty much going to call the shots. So, you mean but who's the power player? Gianni. Power player, Gianni, he's the one who's running the show. He Except has the he's money, in love he with beauty. Houses. He is, so he can have anyone he wants. So maybe, maybe. you know what I think. <laughs> and I take this to the chat room. <laughs> oh, by the way, while we talk about the chat room, I was really impressed. It was about seven thousand views on the last, uh, yes. at least on the YouTube alone. I'm yeah. sure the iTunes was even stronger. So uh, people are talking about this conversation. And by the way, we just try to say a lot of stuff on our opinion and our mind because you know that way we bring different points. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, I'm probably wrong. No, no, the, the whole point is looking at something with different viewpoints, right. and so that's why we're here. Yeah. It's true, because it's hard for me not to look at it with my 2018 point view, and it's true, it's kind of nice to bring it back to, like, oh, that time period, and be like, huh, yeah. it's different. It's true, even when we were in the trailer, I was saying, like, oh, I hate this, I don't want to be judgmental, judgmental, judgmental. Uh, I can't talk to <laughs> You don't want to be that either. Yeah. Yes, I don't want to be uh, judging them, and because it's true, in any type of relationship, a relationship, the only people who can understand it are the people who are in it, right? Yeah. I was just saying, like, oh, it's. I just find that a little sad, personally, because I feel like they just could be a str- have a stronger bond if they were, you know, a monogamous family. Yeah, maybe. there's a. I won't jump ahead, but there's a part at the end of the episode that I want to, uh, you know, bullet point at the end towards what what, what you're talking mm-hmm. about. That's cool. what the club yeah. scene. But we'll, and, we'll get to that later. And I did actually want to talk about some of the shots that they're, they're shooting. I mean, for me, it got nostalgic. All my shots of Miami were beautiful. Yeah. Um, but there was that one poignant shot of that that. Um, the ashes in that box and they're going mm. back and it's, you know... In the present time. Yeah. Right. And just watching it just on the chair but not... You know, what did you guys feel about just the way they're shooting it and that, the kind of emotion that alone is evoking? I mean, you're traveling with... Uh, it's really morbid to put it this way but you're traveling with your sibling in a box. Yeah. And what was once here is now gone so instantly and... I can only imagine what was going through Donatella's mind because, like I told you guys last episode, they got the body back in less than 24 hours, and the body was cremated in less than 72 hours because they wanted to cover up the whole HIV thing. And now we're here, obviously in 2018, we all know it, um, but at that time, how could you look at something and think, wow, this once was and now we're here, what's going to happen? Where are we at now? To what you're saying about it being touching, what I think was interesting is when you asked that question a second ago, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lord forbid anything like that happened to someone in my family or friends or yours as well. But then it's another element of it is like moving fast because of what they were trying to cover up. And then the other element of it being <laughs> it's it's like he's Versace. He, that's him. But it's also like this business. So I think you have to operate in a much different manner. So while mm-hmm. it would be somber for me to be in that jet, that would be nice. But in that jet. <laughs> It's we just have to put it in the goggles of like her 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 brother uh, mourning process is going to be way different because business is so attached to it too. But with that said, it was shot very well. Yeah, it was just like and it was the scene itself just jarred you because you don't expect to be taking your loved one back home in that manner. Yes, yes. Um, What else did we have? There's so much. Kunanan. I mean, this was just like how he became 
charming and scary all at once. Maybe right. that was the, the beauty or dark beauty of this character. Um, what did you guys think about, I guess, his interaction from his best friend to the lady? He's telling lie after lie after lie. What did you feel about the way they're revealing more of his personality? Nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. What is there to say? Like, like I, as like I've said before, or you know, stated before and expressed. What psychopaths are we walking amongst that yeah. we don't know about? Well, who mm-hmm. are we passing a store? <laughs> and That's why you don't trust anybody. Got you on the I barely even trust myself. Like, yeah. True. How am I supposed to trust anybody else? But it's just wow. I. Just, uh, I well, mean, like we were even creeped out a little bit because we were almost drawn into the charmingness of it, the character. Then you remember he's insane. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, what he's doing, great. I mean, I don't know the most. Uh, I don't know all the terms within acting, but it just is really refreshing um, within the character of Darren Chris to play to play uh, Andrew Cunanan, that it's like we're getting so many sides of him. In first episode, we only got kind of this like playful, whatever, whatever. But now we're getting charming mixed with psychopath. And then later on in the episode when he meets Ronnie for the first time, it's like I felt like there was a lot of real Andrew Cunanan in there right. underneath the the manipulator. Yeah. So like to, as an actor, again, I didn't study acting or anything like that, but I just I was really respectful of like, holy shit. Because he's doing all of that well, which makes it look so easy as us as, as viewing it, but it's probably very hard to convey, and he did it really well. Because he conveys I mean, it, he makes it believable, because you, to make a character like that believable is difficult. I mean, so many, so many layers. Yeah. You guys are saying it. It's just, it's crazy how you find yourself drawn to him. Like, he's obviously terrible, but there's something so magical about him. And, yeah. you know, he's doing these crazy scenes, and we're dancing along, and he's he's a murderer but we're having a good time with it and you know I'm enjoying it well that's it. also more a credit to the way that's shot and, and, yeah. and the production or whatever but and, the mu- and the music the music <laughs> they knew if they put some good music in this episode it couldn't, it couldn't lose yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about the timeline because I guess we start back up in May of 1997 when, yeah. once we see Cunanan again and that's after he murdered I guess it's Lee Miglin is the name right. yeah. so I believe that was I believe from what I had researched the third person he killed because I think the last person he killed before Versace was I believe possibly even the truck owner so oh, you know we saw yeah, the truck yeah, and he was yeah, changing yeah, the whatever changing the plates, yeah. so literally as as you're watching you're seeing him like oh all cool Andrew Cunanan but it's like literally if if I'm correct when I say that forgive me if I'm wrong but I think he had just killed the person who had that vehicle because that was a New Jersey situation and that's right before he drove to oh, Miami and how creepy was it I mean when, he's, when they're playing Gloria it's because he hears his name on the radio and they're looking for him and he gets that big creepy smile on his face and he starts to turn up the music and we all felt mm-hmm. bad I felt bad like because we were actually like in the moment of the music yeah. but we're like, like this wait. is it made me think <laughs> it was right. <laughs> it ain't right well it made me I told Shaka I was like oh when we watched American Crime Story you mm-hmm. know the OJ one it was a different uh, beast because here we're like seeing the players that are no longer you know we didn't see Nicole Brown yeah. and you know what she was doing right. with the waiter or whatnot. you know so it's I, yeah. I think what they're doing wonderfully is almost matching the viewer's experience to the experience you would have if you met Conanon where you're charmed and you're feeling, oh, I'm, wait, wait, why am I rooting for you? Wait, what, why do I feel like I'm, you know? I think I felt as if I was meeting Andrew Cannon and going through that emotional roller coaster of right. trying to figure him out, but being charmed and being repulsed at the same time. I loved the way, you know, we met Ronnie, the, the character Ronnie, and he was, you know, of course had his uh, share of issues, but I loved how he was beginning to uncover Andrew Cunanan, partially yeah. because Andrew Cunanan gave him his most, the most honesty um, out of all the other people, but still, all in still, yeah. 
And, right? and, but, but he accepted him, too, because at the end of the day, you could tell that he almost immediately knew this guy was lying, but he found someone who was a friend to him. Right. And probably because of his own diagnosis, maybe he, he was short on friends and felt lonely, but he felt they had a connection. And he's on drugs. <laughs> like, I, I mean, know, but I don't know about like... you, but I'm not going to kick it with a crackhead. <laughs> no kicking and crackheads here. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> I'm all focused on the friendship, the beauty, the magic. He's like, and he's on drugs. <laughs> okay, but I don't want to laugh at people who get caught up in situations either. I'm yeah. just saying. That Very also true. shows the the level of where Andrew Cunanan could live in that space, you know, as a wanted yeah. man, and who would who would befriend him or whatever. Yeah. It's uh, always the outcasts; <laughs> they find each other somehow. And we we had that crazy scene of Cunanan. It's funny because I don't know how much of it's true to fact. But I actually found myself so engrossed with the story that I just gave up on caring what was factual. Very I just wanted true. to hear what this, this story was. Mm. Um, but yeah, that crazy scene with the duct tape. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I it, will never look at duct tape the same. Well, I, in my life, I almost thought the guy was going to be grateful for it because he had this new appreciation for life. Can we? Can we put? If Jeffrey can in the booth, can we play a little bit? The song was Easy um, Lover. I guess is that like Genesis or something? <laughs> oh my god! And like you say, it was a horrible scene, and it just shows his craziness. But the, when the music's pumping. He has some moves, too. Yeah. Who's that? Did you see that? <laughs> uh, what's his name? The, the actor, the main actor? Oh, Andrew Cunanan. Yes, with yes. the pink panties. He yes. was doing it. Yeah. He was. He, 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 what's the name, Ronnie? Uh, easy Lover. Easy I guess lover. that might be like Genesis. And he's or? yelling at him, saying, take it. Like, I mean, accept it, it accept it. it, he, accept wanted it. To, he wanted him to indulge in it. Oh my it was God. almost part life coaching. At one point, I <laughs> like, life coaching. I've never seen that in a curriculum before. Oh, my God. Here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought once the guy could breathe again, he'd be so appreciative of life and then then he put on the wedding ring I thought he was going to call his wife and like be like I'm coming home I thought he realized oh you know life is so precious oh, <laughs> do you hear no, the music he's definitely though? creeped out and I think we've Hey, hey. hey. I mean, after this, right? Oh my god. What I loved about the scene. Oh, there goes the, the, the TV. <laughs> <laughs> but now you remember the duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Okay, I thought he was going to die. I was like, oh, he's dead for sure. This is his first murder. Here he is. What I thought, you guys, and this may just be going ahead because I've, I've kind of fouled out when the murders happened. I knew that that murder didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I was going in and uh, saying, yeah. okay, I know he's not going to murder it, but we'll murder him. But what was so cool is that, not cool, but like. <laughs> following how great they're showing this Andrew Cunanan character is it showed this other psychopath side of him. And also, like, the idea of, like, a psycho killer is... I hate to like say it, but like layered, you know. Yeah. So only because I knew that wasn't a murder, because I knew he didn't murder anyone in Miami, I was like, "What is going to happen?" Because it looked like he was about to kill him, yeah. and the fact that he didn't, it just showed us yet another side of his like cocky, arrogant, fun dancing. That was fun dancing, yeah. but it showed that other side. And oh, I mean, I'm I'm in on episode two. <laughs> oh yeah, or that scene when he walks into the club, and it was almost as if he shut down. He just starts telling this guy all these lies. He's like, "What do you do?" And he just starts um, spewing all the different. Thing. Well, he like, opens with a great opener. Yeah, what was that again? He, he was something? like, what do you do? I'm a serial killer. That's what it was. <laughs> I was five, right? And you know what? I yeah. could definitely <laughs> I could definitely see him saying that in a club. Like, because who are you going to take serious if someone says, what, like, what do you do? I'm a serial and killer. And then he followed like, up with Banker, t- which I'm Tinder like... And, and all them things. They're, they're doing that, yeah. You know, no, no. And then he followed up with Banker, which made me, uh, remind me of, what, is it? what was that movie with uh, Christian Bale? Plays the banker. I forget. Well, banker, oh, American Psycho. American Psycho. Such a good movie. Totally, it totally gave me American Psycho flashback where he goes, oh, murders and executions. Oh, murders and acquisitions. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the serial killer is a banker. Yeah. Because, right. I mean, like, they can just charge you all kinds of fees. They get 22% interest on your credit card. $35, $35. Yep, there it is. Number one. Number two, let's go back to, like, the whole situation where they're in the bedroom. First of all, this should be a lesson for anybody who's watching this. If you're looking for a daddy, um, you could be a psychopath. And if you're a daddy and you're looking for someone younger, they could be a psychopath. So don't get into any of that stuff. Well, also, when someone pulls out the tape, I feel like, do you see how many layers there was of tape? I feel like there would have been one moment where it was like, Okay, a little too much tape. Yeah, yeah. We can play with some <laughs> yeah. tape, but like that's a little like, too what's much. What's the safe word here? Right. <laughs> I play with any kind of tape. I know, but I there's gotta be a limit. Oh my gosh! And let's cute. talk about how even he takes it off. Um, we see it towards the end. Yeah. Uh, Andrew puts it on him and, on himself. And he takes it off like it's nothing. That was it's like his tape. specialty thing. It I was like his know, duct tape man. fetish. Bizarre. <laughs> oh, you know what? Another but, interesting thing about that is it showed how much Andrew Cunanan was in ecstasy in all these moments because, like, that dancing around. And even before he started um, taping him up, I think it was before he taped him up, he said, like, oh, so where do you work or who do you own? Like, he, he damn near said, who do you own? Like, yeah. he was very much like whatever he was going to do, he wanted to know how much power this man had so he could uh, be, almost switch, be, switch the power shift. Exactly, right. and, and we saw that a little bit when he talked to his friend. And he said, "Oh, he's got—he's the kind of man I want to be, or like I could have been." Right. And oh, when he's talking about with. Versace, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But showing that, and I, I thought that was a pivotal part. Obviously, we like the fun part of the music yeah. and the dancing and everything. And it is—we're sad about things, you know, the, the, all of what Cunanan did. But it showed so much about his um, psyche right there. Probably it, one of the best uh, scenes in the we, in the show. Yeah, I think beyond anything what I realized was what low self-esteem he had he always wanted to take the place of others that achieved things he thought he could have but just did not and a great way to conquer self low self-esteem is to be like a badass I mean it is yeah you know and to feel like oh I mean no you don't agree like why why do you give me the smirk (laughs) (laughs) no but don't you think people in in life I feel like you've constantly seen people who they are very dark and insecure so what do they do they snap into a whole different and he went for notoriety no you should you should definitely (laughs) you should definitely embrace your insecurities or whatever that there is and you should conquer them and try to overcome them by grabbing them right by the horns and but I think challenging the most powerful a, players. Yeah. But I think he did it uh, well obviously in the wrong way. <laughs> I, was like, well, I don't think the don't way he right. went about it was so great. Um, but I think some people do look for notoriety and they don't care how they get it and that in of itself is achievement. And mm-hmm. if you get it through murder, he, he just loved hearing his name on the radio. You could see the glee that he took from that, right? Yeah, I mean, that, there was a reason they probably had that song, uh, Gloria, yeah. uh, for such a long time, because it showed, like, again, another version of his ecstasy or his accomplishment, yeah. his win. Well, he was obsessed with fame. He wanted to be famous. Yeah. It, that, that, has, that has come to surface. He was a, he Was, was it fame or was it power? It was, he fame. wanted to be famous. I think he because wanted to be fame famous. wasn't as big as it is these days. Like, I think it was bigger. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's it was completely opposite bigger. because I think reality television yeah. has bridged the gap between a regular oh. person and a celebrity. Right. There are people so with millions of followers on Instagram. We don't know who they are. But, like, right. yeah. you had millions of followers and 2,000 people knew who you were. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> think he wanted to be famous or he wanted to have power over so- someone? I think he associated being famous with being powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're kind of yeah. one of the same I, I think him. he thought fame was achievement. So I thought right. if, he, okay. if, he, if he got famous, he thought that meant he accomplished something right. in the world. And I think at that time, too, fame and power were complete synonyms. There yeah. weren't famous people who weren't powerful. True. Right. Mm. Whereas, like Shaka said, there are influencers now 
who right. who might not have the same level of power that like celebrities had. Right, exactly. millions of followers, and they work at CVS, and yeah. CVS does a great job. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> don't talk about CVS. Yeah. Yeah. Those Discount prescriptions, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, Penelope. I saw some in the chat talk about Penelope Cruz. Her acting was absolutely amazing. I definitely think she'll be in the award season for sure. I hope so. so she deserves it. Yeah. She was on the Ellen Show, and yeah. she had to. Okay, so they practiced her English, right? And then they practiced her English with Donatella because Donatella has a very distinctive accent when she speaks with her Italian dialect. So then she had to practice English with Donatella's dialect version Mm. of English. Mm. So she had to completely change her own accent because she lives in Spain full time. From being Spanish to transition to American, but then Italian-American with a heavy accent. And it's it was so, really I mean, as an outsider, obviously, I don't know the Italian-American accent perfectly, but it, it was, seems like on point to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she really nailed that character she really so did. well. And she's also making it her own, which is really great. And I think you guys touched upon it, that this show, yes, it is a true story, and we are watching it to learn about it, but it's also an entertainment show. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's really great to come into this with an open eye and just mm-hmm. kind of like... Yes, we're here to learn, but we're also here to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing I like about Ryan Murphy's show too, shows, too, is even when his shows have a male lead, the breakout is always a woman. Because you think mm-hmm. about Sarah Paulson True. for yeah. Crime Story, then American Horror Story, it's always... I just think he really knows how to write well for women, which yeah. I think can be rare for male showrunners. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Great it's point, a, Jeff. Like, Penelope just been killing it. Um, what she do really we, did. What do we... Should we go into predictions? Or no, we think we got a little bit more. No, I, yeah, think I think we want... A couple things I wanted to ask you guys yeah. what you thought... This is a brief one. Is just Andrew Cunanan's uh, interaction with Ronnie. I guess we've already sort of talked about that. But let's... Uh, oh, oh, go go ahead. Did the, you have the one, Yeah, now I'm just remembering the one I thought surprise of the film or the uh, this show was the hotel receptionist. Um, I loved her interaction with Cunanan and just showing again a little bit of the layers of manipulation behind it. Right, because he he's got a whole backstory on like who he fake is. Yeah, yeah. like from France, and he, yeah, <laughs> with a passport and everything. Yeah. I said, well, how'd you do that? And that's what kind of confused me. And I asked you guys what you thought. It confused me, and that's why I had said what I said earlier that we finally saw Andrew Cunanan giving a version of himself mixed with psychopath. Because before we saw the lies, which is a whole different part of you, mm-hmm. and then we saw his truth, and then we saw a psychopath. But when he met Ronnie, he was cruising Ronnie at the the hotel, met him, and then like I felt like some of the things he said to him, he did say within truth. I mean, he said in San Diego, I used to work at a uh, AIDS healthcare, um, uh, you know, uh, establishment. Um, and then he talked about, oh, I lost my best friend and my uh, lover. longtime lover. Now, here's where the mix happens, because that does happen. We'll see it later on the show. But it wasn't through HIV. So he was weirdly giving a comfort to Ronnie, like to befriend him, because that's what he was talking about. And he goes, oh, by the way, I lost my friend. And my longtime lover. And he, that's why Ronnie goes, uh, played by Max uh, Greenfield or whatever. He goes, the same year? Because he yeah. thought that was odd. Yeah, and he's like, like, yeah, I lost him this year. Yeah. Well, we'll find out later that it's <laughs> it's part of his killing spree. So wow. that really was the first time, and the viewers could be, you know, could correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first time we saw him being Andrew Cunanan mixed with Psychopath. It was very weird and hard to watch, yet very good. Yeah. Sorry if that was too heavy again. <laughs> Well, going back to his murders and everything, when we touch on the detectives entering Miami for the first time, yeah. they only have ten flyers. Yeah, and that yeah. After that, he was on America's Most Wanted, that's ridiculous. And, but and we see right. now why she was so upset that first episode. Because I was saying that first episode, she was really upset about the flyers. But I was like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But she was upset because she had talked about it before and was like, let's flyer these areas. But I guess to their credit or to their defense, they thought. 
he wouldn't be out in South Beach looking for anybody that he was like discreetly meeting with these older men. Okay, but Miami and Fort Lauderdale are not very far from each other. Oh, I mean, it was the wrong move. Like, they yeah. was a bad judgment call. But like, because like, I mean, you can go on LinkedIn and if you search Miami, anything it's like Miami slash Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, so yeah, it's right there. It's yeah, now yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, so. But if you're on America's Most Wanted, you would think you should why would you not plaster these posters? It should be like a fly party. Yeah. Just give them out to everybody. But I think, again, yeah. I think again, it's a little bit what we talked about. A, the stigma. Like, he was, even though government. he was one of the most wanted, he wasn't their priority, you yeah. know? And I think that was part of it as well. That's, I mean, that's what Ricky Martin been clearly saying on his interviews. He's like, oh, it was a, it was a gay murder spree, and yeah. people yeah. weren't necessarily paying attention. That's hard for people to hear, but it very well could have yeah. been. And, 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 not, and so not necessarily that they were it. articulating it, but like that was just kind of the logic that was going through their mindset. And I think that was a type of, like, I guess, discrimination you had back then. Um, Discriminate, like, just stepping into discrimination for a minute in the, in the gay culture was is just. It's barely coming to surface where yeah. we're reaching some sort of equality, and, you know. And then, then uh, I don't know how many Trump supporters we have, but, but <laughs> then you have a backlash of something so petty as in, you know, someone wanting to honor our country by serving in the military and any of that stuff, and then they get revoked. Yeah. Well, and yeah, like, and that's why I know, said when Donatella judges just from her own personal lifestyle of what his her brother is going to do, it's like I understand the compassion, but you know, when Versace was a little boy and whatever age he discovered who he was, there wasn't like this what she's saying, hey, this is what you should just do, have a family. Yeah. That wasn't allowed. So when you're at a certain age and this becomes your life, I mean, even though it seems so easy for you to be the counterpart, like the, the heterosexual counterpart, it may not be so easy for you to say, well, God, why are you guys all, you know, promiscuous? You know, you just can't speak to it because it's not what it is if a kid's born today great this kid could be gay by you know whatever 12 years old and he'll know or she or gender (laughs) non-conforming that they can do whatever they want and that's a freedom that gianni did not have so i get very protective of that but there were were gay gay monogamous couples yeah but but there wasn't wasn't legalized marriage and no but there have been gay monogamous couples without history though i know but but you're not true but and i love that you're being like passionate and sweet (laughs) about it but like you're not speaking to like what that could do to someone's psyche and why the open relationships are a little more accepted no no no, i I agree but to me it seems like he was the guy that would have had the monogamous relationship whether it was now or in 1900 you know <laughs> so, what else do you guys like? Oh, I think we just have to talk about um, a little bit of the fabulosity of them recreating all those uh, great runway moments. Mm-hmm. Or whatnot, oh, yeah. And that was... well, wait a minute. Oh. And we like totally missed this whole part, and I can't believe I just barely out of this right now. Like, Ricky Martin's butt. <laughs> okay, well, I know everybody in the chat room probably wants to hear about Ricky Martin's butt. This oh, nice butt. Did you do a proper an- analysis? Let me see in your notes. No, yeah, no yeah. I oh, didn't. My- oh, he's got a sketch. He's got no. <laughs> oh, tender and plump with a nice springboard. What's Can, a springboard? No. Two layers. No, but um, what uh, Penelope Cruz had taken a photo of him and placed it on Instagram oh. because they were tanning his butt in the oh, in the no. makeup room, <laughs> and he's like bent over like with his butt cheek hanging out, and the lady's like painting it, yeah. and she's like, "Can I take a picture of this?" And he's like, "Sure," because they had to do the nude scene, which is when they were doing the promiscuous, and uh, Versace tells him to go have fun and play with 
the little boy. And I, I, I paused that. Man. <laughs> I was like, like, the young man, like, you know, the 20 year old in the bed. It would be nice every time I got naked to have a makeup artist. Just get <laughs> that would be nice. You want full direction. See, look at it. I told you the chat room was like, Ricky's butt was beautiful. It had like, they put the lighting on there for, on purpose. I'm and sure you know he it's demanded it too. <laughs> Make sure it looks good. That'd be like if J-Lo showed her butt on camera. You know it's going to have the perfect lighting. Oh right? my God, as the biggest J-Lo fan. Yeah, we would Oh my God, you're a J-Lo fan? Go look at my Instagram at this fan. moment. Literally on my Instagram, the only thing it says is biggest J-Lo fan ever <laughs> and then it says duh because I'm like kind of a mean person uh, but what that. I'm going to say about butts while we're talking about butts first of all I could have seen more and I understand it's FX but FX usually goes there either way I could have seen a little bit more of the intimacy Just that's just me <laughs> secondly while we're talking about butts although it was cool that I guess he had a tanned butt or whatever I would have liked to see a non-tanned butt because nothing sexier than a non-tanned butt where you it's like, like well, yeah where it's like dark skin on the back and then a nice plump you know pale, oh, pale oh, you butt. like the, you like the tan tanning Marks? Oh, bonjour, well, Juliet. I <laughs> do. We are in Miami. We are in Miami. Okay. Everyone's tan. Everyone's tan. All right. Well, then that's the question of the day for the people that are watching our program. Do you like tan butts? Or, yeah. Or, Would you prefer Ricky tan or non tan? <laughs> or J Lo in the next. No. Um, oh, she makes no camera. No, but that, that was good that you mentioned that. The only other thing, did you have more to talk about with the butt? No, it's just. It's just good. Everybody it's likes really booty. Good. It doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy, everybody likes booty. No discriminatory there. That's why you got everybody hit squat rack. But in that scene, though, it's true that it's that storyline. I think we didn't really talk about it much. Is that uh, there is that back and forth where you know Dalatana is saying you sh- you need to be together, be a union, um, and they you know they're having multiple partners, and then he uh, Ricky Martin goes to him and he goes, no, I want it to just be you and I. And it's funny because you're saying that. We he that's what he wants, but he's yeah. not really allowing it. He kind of yeah. tells him like that's what you're saying now, but will you say yeah. that in the evening? Yeah, I think oh. they had a back and forth. I think they had a back and oh, forth. Oh, and by the way, we loved yeah. that robe. Remember? Right, oh right. my god, the well, white that, one, the Ricky Martin robe. Yeah, yes. I mean the Versace fashion is like another character in of itself mm. in this. Entire it really series. is. It yeah. brings so much to the show. That whole house, him yeah. swimming in that pool, like we all want to jump the into luxuriousness, it. Yeah. It's just it's it's beautiful. But well, oh, and the passion. I mean, that's one right. thing that I well, two things I really got from this episode were the passion of Johnny Versace. Like, I want to go to design school now. I mean, like, you like, said just the that, way, yeah. yeah. Just the way he spoke about having the passion hit the runway rather than just an idea <gasps> of what people want. I don't want to cut yeah. you off, but I don't want to forget. Yeah. Yes, when they were talking about that silver wedding dress, like the yeah, layers that, that he gave, like, obviously it sounds so simple and easy, but he was like saying, like, no, I will want her to have had many lovers and many failed yeah. lovers. You're coming and, off the Madonna era of the virgin bride he, thing. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm not recreating that. And just yeah. to think so that what he bride. thought, what did work, and, you know, this, these fabulous runway moments come from him saying to his sister or probably there's probably other people who didn't agree with him like no this is why I want it to be different because as right. humans we are different right. and yo in, a, in an industry that we're always just trying to sell to like you know everybody and not having that like TikTok where you're like no I this is what I want it to represent right. yeah the crazy oh. part is that message was just resonating now so he was ahead of his time of right. wanting the model that looks like she enjoys life you know like that right. didn't resonate till years after where we went through that whole skinny era right and, and I thought what was really cool also is that Sometimes people forget because they see someone at the top, but it's really hard to get to stay at the top. You know, getting there is one thing, but staying. And again, he has so much success. Look at his house. Look at the legacy that he's at a young age. Honestly, he's already put together. But sister's saying like they're talking about McQueen a lot. You have all this competition, and so you always have to bring it. I thought that was really inspiring to see people always have to just give it their all and and staying to their guts. And it seems like he's his first goal is success, but also making himself 
the happiest. Yeah. Yes. And I think in that fashion industry, people. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but making people happy. Yeah. He was like, my my models, they wear my dresses, and they need to feel life and feel happiness. Yeah. So yeah. You, otherwise, you're like going on this commercial curve. Exactly. And there is a quote that I've always loved. It's on my website. It's Rita Mae Brown, the activist, and it's like something like, uh, "Conformity will make everyone like you, but yourself." And so I think within him, there's a part of Gianni Versace that's like, "Okay, I have to make myself happy, and I have to make my models happy. That's Therefore, it'll turn." And, you know, it'll be different. And boy, it was. But that wedding dress look was a good reflection of who he was as an individual. Yes, he was a gay man. Yes, he had a lover. Yes, he was living the lifestyle that he was living. And I took the veil as symbolism. Because mm. he mentioned the veil needs to be behind the head. Mm-hmm. And usually you have the veil in front of your face, which shows some sort of innocence in coming to life. And now you're unit as one. But... This is no. She has it back. I am who I am. You're either going to accept the fact that um, I've had boyfriends and I've had lovers and this is who I am. And I am a woman and I am power and this is I'm Damn walking it, this walk and talking this talk or Damn you're just it, not going to like yeah. it at all. That's what I took yeah. it as. Sorry. Yeah. Got a little deep with it. And, and, no, mean, it was, that was great. Yeah. Exactly. And, nailed and, it. And ultimately <laughs> I think what I was gaining was like the passion but like this is really about family. Mm-hmm. I mean, these episodes have really been about family, family, family. There's commitment to, well, the older sister we find out. Mm-hmm. Then we find out his commitment to Donatella, right. his commitment to Antonio. It's always just been right. about family. Because Teresa. didn't he even have a conversation when he was kind of discovering his health? And, oh, Versace is nothing. I'm nothing without Versace. Yeah. And then something he's like, but you will be. Yeah. We she, didn't even mention right, that. No, yeah. She was like, oh, she was what like, is I don't... Versace without you? And he says, it's you to, to her. Right. She says, who am I without you? And, and he's like, You'll find out. You'll find out. And I thought yeah. that was so oh. powerful. That's such a such a great brother, honestly, yeah. because it's in a way he's saying it's going to be okay, and it, you're just going to have to keep on moving forward. And I, I thought that was really it was really dark, but really really sweet moment. It yeah. really was. I, I know we're running out on time, but yeah. I think mm-hmm. um, so many valuable you know good story arcs here. But I do really the I wrote on the last bit of notes is like the time where they all went to twist, not all, but mm-hmm. Gianni went with Antonio. I really love that scene because as we've been talking a lot and exchanging ideas of what and why and mm-hmm. if Antonio wants to. Be promiscuous or what's right and what's wrong it was a really good space it was like they were going to the club as they always do yeah um or whatever or have done and it just was this moment where they were like you're enough it and was then, really and, and beautiful we have, and yeah. we haven't seen enough of that because we've seen the love of him after he's dead so right. we had we didn't see i didn't really feel it until that scene that they really loved each other when they were together yeah um and that moment i saw that real tenderness mm-hmm. that real i felt like i had to rewind it in my head because i was right. like I remember saying to myself, oh, there was no, like, dialogue. Like, what actually was said? Yeah. Right. But really, it wasn't. It was unspoken. It was yeah. a lot. And that club is, you know, twist was a, was a thing back then. So, yeah, it was yeah. done Those really well. Are always, I feel like, the best moments in life and the best scenes on television when there's enough said. And it just, like, you, the actors are able to convey those emotions like that. And I think they did a great job with it. Amazing. My question to you guys is, is do you think it's going to stick? Obviously, we know the fate of this couple. But from now on, from this episode till the, his fate, do you think this is something that's going to stick? Uh, Damn, what do you mean? Tough the love between the two of them? The monogamy. Oh, oh, likely not. Oh, <laughs> the shade is I mean, real. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, was right I know he said likely no. <laughs> <laughs> because when he said to him, "What's your answer going to be this evening?" He didn't immediately say, "Oh, what are you talking?" Like you know, he could have made the hard push. He didn't. Mm-hmm. I think there'll be different variables. Is there any way where it could be they're in that same like direction, but it could sort of go off track? And I think those variables could be, you know, his health or just I don't know. I guess there's no concrete answer right. on that's a very hard question. Th- th- there's, if, correct me if I'm wrong. There's three years, right? Because the, that that was ninety. That was ninety four, and then the thing happened. The murder happened ninety seven. Yeah, luck could happen three years. So I'm so. wondering, you know, it, it's if they're taking that relationship even to a next level where it's their 
committing even more to each other, it's even harder, right, to lose your partner 50 years, 15 yeah. years when you've had yeah. last three years where you've taken it to another step. Oh, yeah, the last three years were actually good. And I also yeah. wonder what, what layers are, if we're going to be completely honest, I want to go what, what layers there are. So we're talking about them as two gay men in their non-monogamous, promiscuous mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and trying to vow to each other. But they also both are celebrities in some right. I mean, not both of them, but Antonio kind of is and he right. is. I mean, let's even go off the level of like basketball players and their wives and the right. other, you know, girls in other towns. Like, I'm saying that I feel like they're going to stop being promiscuous, but I'm not saying that there's not going to be another person in the fold. If that makes sense right. at yeah. all. Oh, yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. You know, because he's traveling, this, that, and the other. I mean, unless they were always together. Well, we'll let that take us to predictions. So. Yeah. Oh, speed predictions. Running out of time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Predictions. Ooh. We'll start with you. Um, gosh, I predict that. Um, I predict that I think they're going to really try to be there for each other and kind of see where this monogamy can take them. Um, maybe we'll stick, maybe it won't, but I think we'll definitely see an evolution. And I think that no matter what we are going to see on screen, just this relationship develop more and more. And it, just this bond being really, really strong and just like them sharing this love story to us. I feel like there's going to be definitely a vicious fallout between Donatella and Antonio. Oh, easy. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Sorry. No, it was good. It's gonna, it's gonna show the hardships that he had to endure that I feel that she caused because... The, uh, Antonio? That, yes, that Donatella caused onto Antonio and how he deals with life after Versace. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to, to see... If and how Donatella pushed him out of the picture completely. Mm. Um, I think I'm interested in the Versace stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but going on to the next episode, you know, because there's a bunch, I feel like we're going to get a little bit more of Andrew's uh, development. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, I believe it was five gentlemen. Two were ones he knew. They weren't just random. And I think we're going to get into um, the ex-lover and the uh, best friend. And I believe that all happened in Milwaukee. And up until this point, it's been hard for us to watch it as a viewer because he is you know, a serial killer. And we're like also being in the moment because the show's done so well. I think next episode we might... Uh, not that we haven't had discussed with this human being for what he's done, but we're going to be looking at it from like the ultimate jealousy lens, lens. That, that, that he has. I mean, because when you see random, maybe he met Versace, maybe he didn't, killing, that's one thing. He randomly got the guy at the um, with the truck. That's one thing. These are all random. Right. But when it's two people that he had a life with, mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting. I'm also interested to see where Ronnie lies in the whole situation in the sense that like he is on drugs, but he, you know, sometimes the people that are in their darkest time have a really good like um, mirror to you. Um, but what I would want to see is just nothing but fabulous Versace stuff. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I need to see Naomi Campbell and everything. You right. Know, right. I, that's a Where's great point. Yeah. That's a great point because it's true that we. I'm excited, like for a funeral. Like, th- think of like this man in this whole world. We haven't really seen all the people like, of that time that are really highly influenced. Yeah. We need yeah. to see the but. most ultimate opulence and like mm-hmm. like the music. Like this music from today's episode was Easy Lover. It was one of them. Back to Life, Soul to Soul. Come on, like the best song ever made. <laughs> Ecstasy by J- well, Jocelyn Enriquez Jocelyn and Be My Lover. Like I feel like we do. I don't know if it's the next episode, but we need one episode of just opulence. Like I, we're definitely gonna get it. I'm certain. <laughs> um, and I I think we're gonna see a sympathetic look at Andrew Cunanan. 
in because when I look at where we are now, just episode two, mm-hmm. it's just dark and scary. So there's no way it can continue that way. We, yeah. we, we have to get a little bit of backstory on why this guy got so low, low self-esteem, how that low self-esteem manifested itself into this. And I think maybe they'll give us something about maybe the way he was raised or his upbringing. I think the childhood so, would be so strong. So I do, and by the way, yeah. we for the viewers here and the yeah. iTunes people, we, we're not watching previews, so we're just kind of going off like what we, what yeah. we feel. So, um, yeah, so hopefully we'll get some more of that story. Uh, we are so glad you guys joined us again this yes. week. We'll be back again next week. Easy lover. <laughs> As always, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Here's my dilemma. He's so fit, you know, Shaka Strong. <laughs> not to be confused with Shaka Khan. Um, and I'm the size of a Buick, so I just I always look so horrible sitting next to him. But anyways, that's for our iTunes people. You don't got to worry about that. My name is Ronnie Jr. Um... My website is randomlyronniejr.com, and my Instagram that says I'm an avid JLo fan is randomlyrj. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm Russell Ray. You can find me across the internet at Russell Ray Silva or on my website, russellraysilva.com. Hey guys, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Bonjour Juliet. And we'll see you guys next week. Are we Bye drinking guys. next week? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 